This is the Pooja and Gurdip podcast from 98.1 CHFI Studios in Toronto, Canada. Hey Toronto, this is Ed Sheeran. This is Kelly Clarkson. Hi, this is Brian Adams. This is Adele. This is Madonna. It's Michael Bublé. And you're listening to the Pooja and Gurdip show. It's fun. They're amazing. Is it fake or is it real? Now? Is it fake or is it real? Are they right or are they wrong now? Tell us what you feel. Play along with us at home. Can you outscore Pooja and go deep? Is it real or is it fake? So today the theme is bands. This brand new game. You're gonna, Steph, you're gonna give us a bunch of band names. I am. Pooja and I, we're gonna take turns. We gotta tell you whether it's a real band or a fictitious band. And play along with us as well if you're in the car, yeah. you're at home. You, you decide. Yeah. Okay. These are good, guys. They're tough. Pooj, you starting? Okay. Okay. Peanut butter conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> that's such a good name. Peanut I hope that's Peanut butter real. conspiracy. <laughs> real <laughs> or fake? Oh my gosh. I'm going to say because it's so ridiculous, I'm going to go with real. You got it. Gurdip, yours? The meat puppets. <laughs> I, okay. Because Blair came up with these, I'm going to say that's fake because I feel like that's like the first place Blair's head would go and fake. Oh no! It's real. What? Come okay. on. The meat Pooja. puppets? The meat. Okay, Pooj, band name real or fake? Bonsai Strip Mall. <laughs> <laughs> That's got to be fake. You got it. Oh man, okay, I got some work to do here. Wow. Okay, Gurdip, leftover, leftovers. <sighs> real? Eh. Oh, <laughs> I'm getting killed. <laughs> Pooja, real or fake? The electric prunes. There's nothing system. about prunes that is electrifying. <laughs> well, you haven't eaten enough then. <laughs> I'm going to go fake. Real. Come hey, on. Right. Uh, yarn ball, Gertie. Real or fake? Fake. fake. <laughs> you got it. Yeah, I'm on the board. <laughs> yes. Okay, Pooja, band names. Real or fake? This little piggy. This little piggy. Real or fake? I'm going to go real. Oh, I would have guessed real too. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Gurdip, Micro Disney. Real or fake? Real. You got it. <laughs> okay, band name Pooja, real or fake? The shop assistants. <laughs> the shop assistants? I guess I've had a job as a shop assistant. It came out right after the Pet Shop Boys. <laughs> yes, it did. The shop assistants. Let's go real. You got it. Whoop. Okay, Gurdip, Trouble Funk. Oh. I hope that's real. That sounds fun. It oh, is. yeah, okay. You got it. They probably have some good songs. Yeah, Trouble Funk? <laughs> Pooja, Jack in Jail. <laughs> <laughs> that's so creative. Is that just Blair Wordsmithery, or is that a real band? Oh, Blair's really good at that Wordsmith thing. Let's go fake. You got it! Wow, yes. that's four for Pooja. Okay, Gurdip, the Trash Can Sinatras. Real or Come fake? Come on. It's fake. No, it's real! Oh. Pooja, hashtag brownies. Hashtag brownies, real or fake? What are you trying to say, producer Sadev? It's got to be a new band. Is that our hashtag? That's the official hashtag Ask for this show. Blair. I'm just reading what he wrote. <laughs> the Pooja Grief Show. Hashtag, hashtag brownies. brownies, real or fake? Okay, we got to end on this one. Why don't we do it together? What do you think? I'm going to say it's real. I'm going to say it's real, too. Eh, oh. fake. <laughs> well, we're the, we're the real brownies. Final score, Pooja 4, me 3. Did you beat us? From CHFI Studios. It's the Pooja and Gurdip Podcast. Pooja. <laughs> Gurdip.
Pooja and Gertie. Been in the morning. What can you tell me about the name Pooja? Okay, so I think people are always surprised when I tell them that it's actually a very, very popular name. It's not a unique name. It is a popular name. Yeah, if you go to India and you yell out Pooja... Everyone Everybody will turn around. turns around. Yeah, just you know, it's like the equivalent I always say of a Mary because it's a it's a religious name. Mm-hmm. Um, Puja means to worship. So you know, anytime you talk about anything religious, like anything in the Hindu religion, mm-hmm. Puja is going to come up because it's like a, a prayer of sorts. So is this why Paul worships you, or does this mean you're meant to worship other things? I, the first thing I say when I meet anyone is uh, it means <laughs> worship to worship. Me. Get on your knees. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> what My- about Gurdeep? So Gurdeep means it breaks down into two words. So Gur is like guru, which is like God, and then deep is light. So oh. it sounds like a very like conceited name, like God l- light, light, light of light of God, lamp lamp of God, basically. Wow, do you thing. tell people that? Nope. I will give you a quick little fun fact though. So I'm Sikh, and in my religion, um, you know, when you have a kid, you're meant to go to our temple, which is called the Gurdwara, and. Our equivalent of a priest, which is called the Granthi, opens up a, a holy book and uh, whatever letter is on that page, you're supposed to name your kid with that letter. Mm-hmm. So my older brother, when he, you know, he was, my mom was pregnant with him, um, went to the temple and opened up the book and they got G. So they named him Gurjeet. Mm. Mom was pregnant with me. Uh, my mom came up with a list of names for every letter in the alphabet except <laughs> for G. Because they're like, we're not going to get G again. What are the odds? So they went to the temple. The Granthi opens up the book. G. They were not prepared. So I always say my name was like the the pack of gum at the grocery store. I was the impulse buy as you're checking out. You're like, oh, what are we going to grab? We're going to with uh, Gurdip. So Gurpreet, Gurjeet, and Gurdip. Yeah, that's and, right. And people always call you Gurpreet. So there's that too. You, just you. Just you, who's known me for 13 years, gets my name wrong. No, thanks. Not, not thanks, you. Thanks, Poojee. The Pooja and Gurdip Podcast. From 98.1 CHFI. So what if I told you that you can trick your brain out of its phone addiction? You can't talk scrolling Instagram. <laughs> what, what, sorry, what was that? Huh? I mean, we all have a problem. I mean, the first step is admitting we all have a problem, right? I'm addicted to my phone. Are you addicted to your phone? Absolutely. Yes. Hours a day. And we know better. Like, we know that this is designed to make us addicted. We know about, like, that dopamine rush that you get. Mm-hmm. We know all about the algorithms that feed all the, our interests. Like, we know... It's designed for us to be addicted, and yet we're still addicted. Mm-hmm. We check our phones 144 times a day. 144 times a day? A day, which works out to about four hours and 25 minutes daily. Oh. And if you want some more math, that works out to 65 days or two months a year. See, now you're putting it in terms that I can get down with. Yeah, yes. that it all feels about right. I don't take issue with any of those stats. If somebody said to you, you're going to spend two months a year on your phone, wouldn't you be like, no? Two months a year. And if you're living for like 40 more years, Mm -hmm. that's 80 months of the rest of your life. Yeah. Which is like several years of your life (laughs) on your phone. It's a lot. I don't know if this sounds familiar to you, but I can relate to this. Take a listen. Whenever I wasn't actively working on something, I would just lose my focus entirely, grab my phone, and then I would be derailed for the next like 15 or 20 minutes. That is Arcia Sasha who's a self-described productivity guru, and he says that that happens to him all the time. He's, mm-hmm. you know, working working from home, trying to get some work done, and then your mind wanders for a few minutes, and the first thing you think to do, pick up your phone. There are times, Pooj, where I don't even consciously know that I'm doing it, and I'll go from watching TV or being on a walk to all of a sudden I'm on Instagram, and I'm like, I don't... <laughs> yeah. Reflex just, like, swiped up, face unlocked it, 
opened my social media folder and clicked on it without it's so automatic. I'm like, no, why am I? It's the same thing. I'm watching TV. I'm watching a movie. I'm into what I'm watching and I'll reach for my phone and start checking. I don't know why, why that happens because for that split second, my brain is wandering. So what he says we need to do to be more productive is we need a counter habit. The next time you get the urge to grab your phone, you're going to stop yourself and you're going to trick yourself. You're going to tell yourself that you're going to grab your phone in about five minutes. And then really you just keep working because you'll realize that that urge isn't that great. You just needed something to get you past this small moment. But when you do that enough times, you're putting in more and more reps, you get stronger and stronger at building a resistance to just grabbing your phone. Okay. So basically like a conscious override. When you unconsciously grab your phone, you have to consciously stop yourself and say, five minutes, just right. keep kicking the can down the road. And the five minutes buys you that time to get over the dopamine rush, all those things that you were going to get right. from that quick hit. Like where did, before the phone addiction generation, where did we seek out our dopamine releases from? Because we're all wired the same way. Like we're still seeking out those experiences. What were we doing for those? Playing outside? Eating candy. Hanging out with our friends? <laughs> Eating fries. <laughs> Okay. Sorry. I mean, all the things that make you happy, right? Yeah. All those things that give you that rush. Listen, I'm all for this. Anything that's going to take the phone out of my hand a little bit more. Yeah. I mean, or you could just do what I did yesterday and uh, have a power surge and like have your phone die. That works (laughs) because then you can't access your phone. Let your phone die Mm -hmm. and then you're fine. You'll be late for work, but you're okay. But then you're just lost. Like, I don't know if that's ever happened to you where you your phone is dead and now you just don't even know what to do with yourself. Well, like, yeah, you don't even know where to put your hands. You're of like, course. ah. Because it's not just social media. It's everything, right? It's your banking apps. It's your email. It's your work. It's mm-hmm. it's literally got its claws into everything. Right. Okay. I just had the urge to pick up my phone. Five minutes. Five minutes. Eat some fries. The Pooja Ingerdeep Podcast. This is the Pooja and Gurdjieff Podcast. Pooch, neither of you or I are Lord of the Rings fans. Um, Titanic, though, just a ubiquitously loved movie, except <laughs> by you. I know. I'm sorry. I wanted to love it. And just like, it's three hours. It's and so I just, epic. And you've watched it so many times. I had, a, I had trouble getting through it the first time. Really? Yeah. And on Rotten Tomatoes. 88%. Well, yeah, that's that's low. Which is the, the, my downfall always. If, if it gets a high rating on Rotten Tomatoes, chances are I'm not going to like it. It's just the way it works out. I have like a general rule when I watch movies that I like for it uh, to be about 60 to 80%. <laughs> Anything, 60 to 80. Anything above 80, I'm probably not going to like it. And anything below 60, I'm not going to like. But between 60 range. and 80. So you strive for mediocrity. Does <laughs> well, this apply to other in, areas of your life? In other people's opinions. In my opinion, they're great movies. They should get like, you know, a higher rating. But so you're the, you do the whole like under promise over deliver thing. You don't want to set expectations too high. Maybe that's all it is. Maybe because when I watched Titanic, everybody was raving about it. And so I went in with. Such high expectations. You don't appreciate that, like, James Cameron didn't really use CGI. Like, he built a friggin' ship, a massive ship. That was an actual (laughs) ship. I mean, I can appreciate those things, yes. But I'm just talking about sitting there with my popcorn and enjoying the movie. Okay. Well, let's put your theory to the test for you. This is specifically in your opinion. You like the 60 to 80% on Rotten Tomatoes. You're not a big certified fresh kind of person. You like your tomatoes (laughs) a little, stay a little rotten. A little soggy. I don't put them in the fridge. I leave them out. One of the movies you talk about all the time is Dirty Dancing. Love that movie. What is it on Rotten Tomatoes? Let me just look it up here. Okay. 
Now, see, I hope my theory is right. 60 to 80%. 72%. Yes. Your, your story checks out okay. for this one. Okay. okay I, I love Pretty Woman. You do love Pretty Women. Hold on. That's one of those movies that when it's on, I can't stop watching it. I have to keep watching it, even though I already have seen it many, many times. 65%. Come on. For Pretty Woman. Wow. That seems, I thought that would be higher. That's, okay. Okay. Let's keep going. Okay. Uh, coming to America. Can you tell what genre I'm sort of living in? What decade I'm living yeah, can in? Can you pick something recent? <laughs> like 80s, 90s? Coming to America, great film. I love that one too. That's 73%. Come on. It's in the 60 to 80 range. Okay. Um, you didn't look any of these up ahead of time? No. Uh, Uncle Buck. Who doesn't I mean, love Uncle on, Buck? Uncle, this better be above 80. This is classic. Yeah, maybe it is too too high. Um, 62%? What? That's low, but it fits in your range. So true. Okay. Why don't I pick one that I know is loved by so many people? Moulin Rouge. Moulin Rouge. That has to have that a high rating. Oscars. That should be higher. Yeah, nope. that should be high. Nope. 75%. Come on. Are you starting to believe in the way I watch movies and want to apply this to your life? I believe in what you're telling me for you. It's definitely not going to be my approach. I want to see excellence. Okay. Look up, can you look up Marry Me? <laughs> <laughs> look up Marry Me. I hated oh Marry Me. Oh, my gosh. I really didn't like it. M- Marry Me is actually negative 83%. <laughs> From CHFI Studios, it's the Pooja and Gurdip Podcast. Oh, gosh. <laughs> what what am I doing wrong now, Pooja? Is this what your nightmares are made of? Yeah, you're doing it wrong, wrong, night- wrong. Nightmare fuel. Croissants. You're doing croissants. Don't ruin croissants for Wrong. Me. And I'm not even talking about how we mispronounce it. It's not me who's saying you're doing it wrong. It's an etiquette coach who's saying you're doing it wrong. You don't dip the croissant into the coffee. I'm sure a lot of you know that. Similarly, you don't actually use butter on a croissant. It is already butter. It's an all-butter croissant. You don't need to add extra butter. You don't need to add extra butter. I have to say, I've made, I've never made either of those infractions. I don't dip my coffee, my butter in my coffee. My what? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Let me try it again. Tell me you love me, butter without uh, telling me you love butter. Let me put the words back in my face. <laughs> Take two. I don't dip my croissant in my coffee. <laughs> you want to say butter again? Yeah. You love butter. I don't do that, and I don't butter my. They're already buttery. <laughs> what? So many things. Okay, so first of all, I don't do that myself. However, some people do. They dip their croissant in their coffee. You're not supposed to do that. Okay, I can live with that. What I can't live with is I'm not allowed to put butter on my croissant. Do you do that? I've never seen of you. Of course, do that. I do that. Like especially it's if they so buttery. Oh my goodness! And what? It's, I like butter on my butter. So wait a minute. So just to be clear. You're doing it wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I know I'm not the only one. I know I'm not the only one. And then on top of it, did you know that you can't use a knife to break apart your croissant? No, that's isn't that just a matter of preference? Can't do it. That's an etiquette thing because it's even for dinner rolls. You're not supposed to use that. You're supposed to just break off a piece with your hand. That that feels more like cavemanish to break it off. Isn't it more (laughs) isn't it more etiquette to cut it nicely? You would think. But no, you break off the pieces and then here's the thing. Let's say you're gonna add some jam or marmalade, then you would actually take your knife and you would put it onto one of the pieces, but not in the air. Has to be on. Okay, now this your guy's side just making stuff up. <laughs> who's buttering their stuff and jam in the air? Yeah, anyway, <laughs> you guys don't do that. No. Just, you just break it apart. I would argue that it gets very crumbly, and then you make a mess everywhere. When you cut it nicely on a plate, you're not 
spilling croissant pieces mm, everywhere. I don't know. Maybe we need to test your theory. I think his, this is like this guy's like a back alley etiquette expert. <laughs> <laughs> so you mean to tell me that when you go to put butter or marmalade or whatever it is on your croissant, you don't just hold it up in the air and let everybody at the table be like... <laughs> and then start tearing it apart yeah. like an animal? I am buttering my <laughs> croissant now, everyone. I mean, you make a declaration, obviously. Wow. Yeah. Does he have any other tips I need to be <laughs> mindful of, Booch? No. Just know that you're doing it wrong. I'm just... Especially when you put butter in your coffee and your croissant <laughs> and you make a sandwich. <laughs> the Pooja Ingerdeep Podcast. The Nearly Impossible Question. With Pooja and Gurdeep. All right. Here it is. 17% of Canadians, 17% say they refuse to do this. Hmm. What is it? Let's go to Allison Newmarket. I'm going to say make a New Year's resolution. Oh, okay. Oh, that makes sense. I wonder if the percentage would be higher because so many people are like, what's the point? Not into resolutions. Uh, yeah. 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 I feel you. No, Me that's either. A, that's a great guess. Yeah, you're, you're part of that 17%. That's not the answer we're looking for, though, this morning. Okay. All right, guys. Thank you. Have a good day. You too. Bye-bye. Carrie from Oxbridge. So 17% of Canadians say they refuse to do this. What is it? Sort their compost and recycling. Oh. Sort their compost and you figure they just put it in one bag and chuck it. Yep. I got 10 people in my family and there are two people in there that just absolutely refuse to do it. Really? And I have the bins all set up. But what about <laughs> raccoons? Because like if you're not separating your garbage, just, you know, and like the raccoons are going to get at it. I see that. That's what I did say. You know, like you got to keep the gar- the, the compost stuff out of the garbage because they'll go through it. Yeah. I thought Pooja was asking, do raccoons separate their garbage and compost? I'm like, no, yes, they they're don't. very responsible. <laughs> no, uh, they, they, they put it all together. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Gary, I hope, I hope that your uh, two family members who are the guilty culprits here, I hope that they're listening right now. Uh, that's not the answer, but thanks for the call. Have a good day. You too. You too. Let's go north to Orangeville. Nicole, 17% of Canadians say they refuse to do this. What is it? My guess is work overtime. Work overtime. Oh. 501 hits and they're like, I'm out, boss. I'm not staying. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, and I don't want to just say it's younger people, but Gen Z is all about the work smarter, not harder thing. So, yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I, I'm a millennial, so I think we're kind of like that last generation where we're, uh, as Gurdip set it up, kind of my guess was begrudgingly. It's like, yeah, okay, fine, we'll do it. Right. But Gen Z, oh my gosh, and when that time clock hits, mm-hmm. they're out of there. You just they're shaping the hole in the wall. <laughs> I, I try to work smarter and harder, but I end up working dumber and longer, and it just doesn't work out for me. Um, Nicole, great guess, but that's not it. Oh, thanks so much. Have a great morning, everyone. You, you too. too. Oh, Leo from Oshawa. Happy New Year. Nice to hear from you. Do you know the answer to our nearly impossible question? Um, one thing I refuse to do myself is um, prepaid gasoline pumps. Oh, oh, you don't like prepaying the gasoline. How come? I don't know. I feel like they're not trusting me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you feel like they don't trust I, It's funny. I've prepaid. I've never thought of it that way, but now that you say that, I'm going to think about that next time I'm pumping gas. Uh, it's not, that's not it, right? No, that's not it. <laughs> no, thank Sorry, you. buddy. Thanks for the call. Thank you. All business, Leo. Yeah. No time for my jokes. He just wants to know, am I right? He's like, they don't trust me. They don't get my business. That's it. <laughs> 17% of Canadians say they refuse to do this, Pooj. What's on the text line? Uh, Denise saying they refuse to leave a tip for bad service. Ooh. I think a lot of people would agree with that. Mm-hmm. At least not the big juicy tips you're getting prompted for now. A few people texting in, Doug from Hamilton and Crystal also texting in saying refuse to do self-checkout. Oh, I'm not a fan. 
personally, mm-hmm. but I'll do it. I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I don't think I have any hard or fast rules about really anything. Uh, give me the shortest line. Yeah. That's all I care about. Mm-hmm. In fact, uh, let's, why don't we give a hint here, Pooch? Okay, let's do that. So the question again, 17% of Canadians say they refuse to do this. We want to narrow it down a little bit here. I think um, a hint would be that some would say it's a waste of time. Yeah, they would describe this act as a waste of time, which is why 17% refuse to do it. And I'll give a slightly further hint. The remaining, like... 83% of us that are doing it, we don't enjoy it. No. No one enjoys having to do this, but it's sort of a necessary evil if you're trying to get something done, perhaps. Mm, okay. But 17% of Canadians say they refuse to do it. Let's go to Dave in Toronto. Stay on hold. You yeah! got it! <laughs> How did you know that, Dave? Well, I just got thinking to myself, you know, a lot of times I get put on hold, whether it be Embridge or whatever, I just hang up because I going to be an hour. Mm-hmm. You know what like little service that I like that some companies do now? They give you that option where they say, hey, your wait time is, you know, 15 minutes. You can continue to wait or like press two and we'll call you back. That's such a yeah, game changer. I wish all companies did that. That's right. That's right. Until you press two and they say they'll call you back and then they don't call you back and you're like, what? They ghost you. Yeah. And you're like, I waited. <laughs> I was 15th in line. Like, at least give me a wait time. Tell me how long I'll be. I just can't stand waiting when you don't know. Is it going to be five minutes or five hours? Yeah. And how and how many times have you been on hold for like 25 minutes or so? I can't wait any longer. I got to hang up. That's it. And you or, wasted a half hour. Or how many times have you been on hold and then you're, you know, you, you give it a good 10, 15 minutes and then they hang up on you by accident. Oh, that's the worst. Oh, oh, oh that's Absolute bad. worst. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Pooja and Gurdip podcast. Listen to Pooja and Gurdip live weekday mornings from 5 to 9. Only on 98.1 CHFI. Toronto's perfect music mix.